Shots fired. Yo, what's going on? This is Jeff Weiss. You're listening to Shots Fired, a podcast about hip hop and Twitter and coffee. <laughs> I'm sitting here next to No Can Do. He's been unfollowing people from Twitter for the last hour, and he's wearing an American flag hat, so he's a patriot. Yeah, I am wearing an American flag people uh, flag T-shirt. Or no, I, I'm tired. I'm sleepy. We're not gonna edit that out. <laughs> We're just <laughs> going with it. Oh, this is I'm all wearing, live, like rock. I'm wearing an American flag hat, and I am unfollowing people because that is a very American thing to do. Yeah, yeah. It's just get them to follow you and then abandon them. Exactly. It's like late capitalism. I'm I'm basically just outsourcing right now. I'm like about to start following the same amount of people that I unfollowed for half the price in India. I like. I get emails every day from people being like. Like buy like eight thousand Twitter followers for forty dollars. Don't do that. No, because like you always know when somebody's buying them because they're like, oh, you have no retweets for anything you say, and you have five hundred thousand followers. Yeah. Like Lupe Fiasco. Oh really? <laughs> no, but we are. Oh, this is our Chicago episode. This is our Chicago <laughs> episode, and we're gonna make fun of Lupe Fiasco because it's fun. Um, We've already done that, haven't we? If we haven't, we should. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a good time to start. Um, didn't Lupe Fiasco say fuck Obama like like the day after the inaugural yeah, speech? Yeah, I think he said that from the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a Howard Zinn book strapped to his back. That's, mountain climbing's not natural because the air's so thin up there. Like, if, if we were supposed to do that shit, we'd be goats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'd be rams or something like that. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so for our Chicago episode, we're going to have on uh, Tal Rosenberg, who is the online editor of the Chicago Reader. Yeah. And we're going to have Open Mike Eagle, who is an art rapper. And a Hellfire Club member. Yeah. <laughs> Very legendary. Very rare. I'm not going to bring Little B into this. Sorry. Every episode has to bring in Little B, too. And GCJ in some way. Um, yeah. How did... So, uh, were you always a fan of Chicago Rap, James? Were you ever? Uh, yeah. Um, Poe Pimp. Poe Pimp was, like, my die. favorite song. Yeah. Do it, do you want to ride? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, that I was in the... I had, uh, you know, Adrenaline Rush. Uh, I liked... Uh, I mean, every being over here on the West Coast, I, all my Chicago rap came via the box music television. Yeah, the, I, like, I love Crucial Conflict. That yeah. was like my favorite shit. Exactly. Until you like, even ride the rodeo. Yeah, nah, I really. I liked that was ride some, the some coonery there in the video, <laughs> smashing watermelons. I didn't really get it. I also I like, know who Gallagher was. I also was. like Ghetto Cowboy. Does that, am I like racist? No, that's a that's a fucking a mo- bone. Yeah, but yeah. it was is mo thugs. It was a Western like, motif though that they were both pushing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which is like Chicago. You guys didn't have cowboys in Chicago. Your Chicago history, like, how was Chicago yeah. frontiered? Like, it was just like a dude came over and said, "This is my land." There we're just, no, we're just bringing in Mike Eagle right now. Just going for it. And the West Side was crazy, like, uh, like the Old West, and so they they did a lot of that stuff there. Oh, it was they, like it's like East like it Oakland was the frontier. Yeah, it was like East exactly. Oakland, <laughs> and it's just yeah, it's like the further you get away from the water, like the water's on the east side yeah. of Chicago, and the further you got away, the more things were. We're hellish. That's how that's how it works, yeah. really. The yeah, further yeah, you get always. away from the water, like you or know. on a hill, like the the higher up on the hill, the yeah. more like uh, yeah, 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 definitely. You really just gave me a terrible flashback with that Ghetto Cowboy song, though, because that was <laughs> that was one of the earliest songs I can remember. I would just laugh and yeah. laugh. It was hilarious at that song. Well, they had that guy Powder P, who they was like did. the token white guy. Powder P, yeah, <laughs> he's like, my name is Powder P. Can I get a twelve gauge? And you're like, all right, you remember that verse, yeah. don't you? I own it. Because I own the CD single. <laughs> oh God, I'm going there. What else, hey, what else do you still have there? it? Do you have the instrumental? Yeah, I do have the instrumental. You better count. Oh, I need yeah. to fuck with 
Yeah, yeah, wanna, yeah, you do. I need that. That'd be a great freestyle. Like, <laughs> nowhere, just yeah. be like, uh, I think that's No Can Do rhyming over the Ghetto, ghetto Cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Ghetto. Then you can do Thug yeah, Devotion whoa. for the B side. Thug Devotion. See, that's deep. That's, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. a deep, deep mo thugs. I just, I just, I just don't know why thugs like church, church so much. Like and like God, like church, repentance. Thugs, thugs really love God. Like yeah. it's, it's you know, there's always like mentions of God. Like um, two, all uh, the, Tupac. All the music all, uh, videos were like in in the church, or there's like a little like apparition of like Christ crying. You know, yeah. Tupac had like Thug Passion, and they had, like only God can judge me on oh. the same record. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's tight. Yeah. <laughs> Religion Duality yo <laughs> It's mad deep <laughs> That uh, is mad deep <laughs> so I, I get it I think we're gonna do Before we kinda get into Basically the Chicago episode We're gonna talk about History of Chicago rap Kinda from Common And uh, Twista All the way up to like Chief Keef And Little Dirk And Julian Malone And uh, Serengeti Little Dirk I like Little Dirk Little, That's the dopest name ever Little, little Dirk, Dirk is dope Yeah we'll, we'll get to yeah. Expelled for having a Little Dirk in school a, little, Yeah <laughs> And uh, Fred <laughs> And I got him Fredo Santana too, who I just uh Fredo Santana? I can fuck with that. I just like the name Fredo Santana. Like I just like the fact that of a rapper took Fredo, which is like the weakest link, and he actually was, you know, like the hardest dude. Who in is the group. Fre- who's Fredo? He's in Chief Keef's crew. Oh. But we'll we'll get we'll get into that in a bit. Right now, I think we're gonna start off by doing an Urban Dictionary segment in which we try to define words from the Urban Dictionary with open mic eagle. Without knowing. I would try not to shit my pants. <laughs> the first word we have is Chubby Monday. What is Chubby Monday? Oh, man. What is Chubby Monday? What isn't Chubby Monday? What, I, yeah, I guess Tuesday's not Chubby Monday. That's, yeah. Get to the, stick to the point. <laughs> I don't, I don't, don't know. dance around this, Mike. Does it, does it have something to do with donuts? I don't know. What is, what is Chubby Monday about? It's a Dilla, it's a, you, it's a, yeah. it's a Dilla worship festival. Oh, yeah, that's why I'm unfollowing people on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it should be it should be all Red Man videos. Chubby Monday. <laughs> it should just be a Red Man Red Man videos on a loop. <laughs> All day. Uh, according to the Urban Dictionary, it's the unofficial holiday before Fat Tuesday and following Tubby Sunday. What? Yeah, Tubby Sunday. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm done. Next one. <laughs> next one? Yeah. Um, the next one is, what is a Mason Jism line? That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is. I know what that is. Is that is that where, like, it's... it's uh, it's it's legal to put your penis in a white woman uh, north of a certain line. Is that is that? I'm, I'm trying north to get Newport, north of Newport News. Okay, right. <laughs> close, Mike. Okay, close. I figured it, it's got to be something like that. It's right? the area on a woman's body above which she is not okay with a man shooting their load after pulling out before climax during intercourse yeah oh, no have you have you guys ever like like made some jismed no mind? no 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 have you ever like experienced the you know like no no not above my neck or not like, <laughs> have you ever experienced that because i don't think that exists <laughs> you don't think that way definitely you are now exists. introduced <laughs> hey, this I is tall rosenberg yeah. yeah tall rosenberg. come on in um <laughs> interesting introduction point we don't give a fuck about order have you ever crossed the mason jism line tall no, have you have you experienced a woman that had a mason jism mason um, jism line <laughs> Hasn't everybody? Yeah, I think yeah, everyone has. That's the kind of holes I fuck with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just There's joking. no line. I'm, just, I'm sorry, just baby. To- <laughs> 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 Ooh, um, yeah. Well, not, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's a jism line. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more, Tall. Uh, I don't really know that much about it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> You're a neophyte. Um, all right. And the other words, uh, there, and the, the, uh, we'll go with one more. Um, Pick a good one, man. 
pick a good one. These are just all words of the day um, from the Urban Dictionary. So we should we should get a sponsorship from. Maybe we can get a sponsorship from Urban Dictionary. Mm-hmm. Um, these are all boring ones. Super Bowl Monday. We know that Super Bowl clothes. Uh, iPhone blindness. It's all stupid. That's in the Urban Dictionary. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like what, they, Urban Dictionary also seems legit and out of pocket. What is a uh, what is what is iPhone blindness? What is that? iPhone blindness. Yeah. He just said that, right? It's when you can't remember why you unlocked your iPhone, even if it was done one or two seconds previously. Urban Dictionary is falling off. That's the dumbest thing I've ever read. (laughs) Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like some, like, you know, 13-year-old is like, this is a a phenomenon that's happening (laughs) with me and my friends. My whole classroom, everybody did that today. Is it like Wikipedia and, like, anybody can can edit the Urban Dictionary? deal with Urban Dictionary, anyone can just enter in. They don't have editors. Okay. You pass a paper bag test to be able to to post things on there. All right. That's how I would do it. Okay. All right. I got... Let's see, uh, bro science. What is bro science? <laughs> what is bro know, science? I think it's got something to do with the Mason Jism line. I don't know, man. Wouldn't bro science. The other kind of Mason. Wouldn't it be like conscience? Like broscience? Uh, I'm going to say it's, yeah, maybe it is broscience. It might be broscience. I like to think it's bro science. Like, 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 bro science. It's like when bros listen to Wu-Tang. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like 5% mathematics. Or when bros watch Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yeah. yeah either way. Yeah. What's the square root of this PBR, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Awesome, <laughs> <laughs> bro! Science or broscience, as Tall has pointed out, is the predominant brand of reasoning in bodybuilding circles, where the anecdotal reports of jack dudes are considered more credible than scientific research. Yeah, hmm. yeah. What a thought went into that one. All right, so yeah. I got a story about that. Like, <laughs> all right, so my my uh, my wife's dad, my father-in-law, is like. Crazy, crazy gangbanger. Like his, he has killer in his name. Like, I, like people in wow. the in the neighborhood in the neighborhood she's from. If I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm related to so and so. They'd be like, you're related to the people. She, it's she, like she, it's like Dame Funk having Funk in his name. It's like you have to be that legit to have it till you've been in your name. It's a little bit more legit than that. Yeah, it's more legit than that. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one day so we're passes, at this, yeah. we're at you know this uh, like family gathering or whatnot, and you know I was talking to him about working out, you know, and uh, he was he was like. I was like, you know, I take the, you know, the protein powder, like, you know, I do one scoop and, you know, mix it in my, <laughs> in my milk or whatnot. He was like, you got to take three scoops. I was like, <laughs> I was like, um, but on the, on, on, on the, on the thing it comes in, it says I got to take one scoop. And then he was just like, you got to take three scoops. I'm just like, I'm like, no, it's, that's not how it works. He's like, and then you got to work out way past your point of like, you know, yeah. you, your point of uh, fucking, you know, your, your stamina or whatnot. And I was like, but it says you're not supposed to do that. And then he just kind of looked at me like. Look, I'm 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 ripped. I'm, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you're that's, not. So it's broshans. So yeah, it was broshans. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's pretty. Yeah, bodybuilders mm-hmm. are weird. One time I was working out. I used to work out at the Gold's Gym in Santa Monica, which yeah. was like bodybuilder central. Yeah. yeah, it was like they they have like Arnold on the wall, like on steroids, and like some one dude out of nowhere like uh, comes up to me and he's like, "I will buy the shirt off your back." <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> and I'm like. I, I can't really sell the shirt that I, it was like a Maccabee beer shirt from Israel. Yeah. I like he was like really into it. I don't oh, yeah. know. And I was like, oh, he was missing home hella hard. Like I don't. He wasn't Israeli. Oh, no. I don't think. I mean, I was giving him the accent because in my head he has it, but I don't think he was. And oh. so then he ended up giving me a hundred dollars. Oh, sell to buy shirt. and to buy his shirt was like a hundred bucks. Yeah. And then it turned out that he was uh, he would do that to the bodybuilders in the gym. He would pay them, but it was to have sex. 
and he right. denied it. Was, That's right. Long story. Yeah. yeah, you know what? Yeah, it didn't was, go there. I should have yeah. chimed in earlier. And but I think that was the. I think that was. Jeff took his shirt off. You know. Yeah. Have you seen the film? Have you seen the film Magic Mike? It was just like that. Wow. Yeah. And I it was, saw that side effects movie that that, that that guy did. It was weird. Did anybody else see that? <laughs> no, that was movie? good. It was weird, man. Hmm. It was weird. Well, I heard Jude Law's in it, so it must have been weird. Well, I like Jude Law's part. <laughs> the Jude Law? Weird. The Jude Law. <laughs> um, yeah, I think we should probably take a break right now. We'll come back and we'll just kind of get into the Chicago hip-hop and life. Hoochie Coochie everything. Hoochie Coochie. Ho. Yeah. All of us play Muddy Waters. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 Hoochie Coochie everything. Shots fired. Yo, listeners, we need your help keeping this podcast free. We've got a special way for you to pitch in. Please take a few moments to fill out our easy survey at www.themidroll.com slash survey slash shots and provide some feedback. You'll be asked about your podcast listening preferences and opinions about advertisements in your favorite shows. We want to hear about how you as an audience member like to receive and respond to the content we put out. The answers you provide in this simple survey will make a big difference. You can help make it easier for your beloved show hosts to keep financing their programs while maintaining their integrity and creative freedom. With your valuable input, we can ensure that your favorite shows keep running at no cost to you. The short survey at www.themidroll.com slash survey slash shots won't take much of your time, but it'll go a long way in supporting the cause. So head on over to www.themidroll.com slash survey slash shots to weigh in. When you're done, you'll get to see the responses from your fellow podcast fans around the world. As always, thank you for listening and thank you for your support. We couldn't do any of this without you. Shots fired. Yeah, shots so, yeah. fired. Here we, are. we are back. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we're going to start off, I think, probably with any discussion of Chicago rap. We'll probably have to. We first started talking about why Chicago rappers have changed their names. Start, like, probably the first one was uh, Common Sense and Tongue Twista mm-hmm. were, like, the first two, I think, rappers anyone ever heard of outside of the city. What, Mike, what was. Uh, you were Common's one of your favorite rappers ever. Would you remember? He was. He was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, was one that is the f- yeah. operative term. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you, were, when you were a kid, you know, like, and you're in the comic books, you're like, Superman is the best. Superman is the best. And then, you know. Yeah. And then you read a few Superman comics, you're like, he's boring. But you know what? He, <laughs> like, him, him being from Chicago, there was a certain type of mythic element to him being like a rapper who was associating and rubbing elbows with native tongues and all of these folks. Yeah. So, like, he was really that dude. Like, yeah. You know, that was like my first concert i think it was yeah my first concert was like common and most deaf and quality and, what? You know, and all natural and yeah. like a couple other folks I they think used to have like bills like that all the time they're yeah. crazy stuff the yeah and they, they yeah. used to put like underground rappers up with like major label rappers too right. there used to be way more of that then it became i feel like in the late 90s it became more divided you know where it was mm. like you'd have an underground rap concert and a mainstream rap concert before that it was more overlap i yeah. feel like it was kind of interesting i mean because common like I, I think he like I mean I think when people think about a lot of Chicago rappers sort of like I mean Lupe definitely was in his his kind of wake of the conscious whatever but yeah he I mean if you think about like Resurrection he was like starting beef with like I mean he didn't start beef I don't think intentionally with like Ice Cube and all them but like they were they reminisce over you which is interesting because like you know he's talking about hip hop and what like 94, 95 and you know I mean we were talking earlier kind of about how there was like a you know house music kind of you know it started in Chicago right yeah, so, yeah. I mean it definitely did, but I mean, you know, Frankie Knuckles was DJ in New York first before he came over to Chicago. Mm. You know, when the music box opened and all that, he came he came over from New York. So it was really him and Ron Hardy and Marshall Jefferson, like those guys. So yeah, I guess I mean, I guess House was pretty pretty much the dominant 
music yeah. to some degree, but I mean, like, you know, as we were talking about earlier, I think R&B was really big in Chicago in the late 80s, early 90s, like, to some degree, like, you know, R. Kelly was around as early as 91, yeah. you know, and... He was around touching little girls yeah, in early he was as around, I mean, he was around marrying Leah <laughs> as early as 92, you know? <laughs> I mean, for real, there's, there's hood stories about him uh, stalking. For many decades. Yeah. What's it's amazing is that school. he calls himself the Pied Piper, Pied Piper of R&B. Yeah, he's not yeah. still. Like, I, <laughs> like, is there yeah. more, like the most accurate name other than like Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I think also at that time there was still like, I mean, people were still listening to rap coming over from New York and L.A. and stuff like that. You know? I'm sure, yeah. Before Chicago rappers were even emerging, I think, you know, people were listening to rap music from like I said, you know, even ghetto boys like from Houston, like Chicago, yeah. Houston, LA, Yeah, it was, you, a, know? you know, as a kid I grew up, you know, getting all... Um, rap from just basically watching videos and stuff yeah, so yeah there wasn't the box, much yeah. there wasn't much homegrown really happening and yeah. like and like he was saying i mean house was the dominant music that's really the music that if like when i was a kid and i went to a party no matter how old we were like it was house music right or, yeah house music or like slow jams right like, yeah exactly it. wow yeah, that was it that's crazy so it's either everybody's all just like sweaty or, or you just trying to like feel they kind of take turns because it's all just it's all different styles of dance floor fucking you know the intense kind of percolating you know what i mean you guys have been at the percolator i grew up on the percolator real talk i had a girlfriend from the midwest one time she showed me the perc- percolator in her apartment living room yeah, I was man. like how come we didn't do this out here and yeah. Casper, I've never heard of that this is the first time I've ever heard of it yeah. we just have freaking yeah, yeah, yeah. we just have freaking yeah, yeah that was it if you for all you guys that don't know what the percolator is it's like when a woman does the splits and um basically just kind of bounces up and down on the, in the splits. No, that's not what. The that's not the percolator. No, she was she was like? just she was just trying to show you her new strip move. That is not. Was it was it like percolator. she was just trying to make me fall in love? Right. Yeah, she got you though. Obviously, <laughs> you're still thinking about it. <laughs> oh my god, the percolator is the best thing ever. I love these hoes. I just like to dance. I just like that. Was, dance it, was it like proto twerking? Nah, this is like this crazy like. Arm and shoulder and back. Thing. Yeah, like, it, I, I it don't was, even know how to describe it. I mean, yeah. the music—it's. I, I just think the percolator is what that beat sounds like. You know, yeah. it just sounds like a teapot percolating or something like that. That's where I think it came <laughs> from. Crazy little body fluctuation. I, I would do it for you, but my back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We can YouTube the percolator. Why don't we YouTube the percolator? Yeah, might sure. as well. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do that. Had the all percolator, right. the pressure cooker. <laughs> the percolator, the pressure cooker. Yeah. They had the, the west side machine. percolator, the south side percolator. Percolator, they, yeah. They got their own. All right, learn yeah, the, learn exactly. the percolator yeah, dance. Man. You're learning things on Shots Fired right now. And if it's related to anything, it'd be that footwork right. stuff. Yeah, the footwork, yeah. footwork. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. Gotta plug up. That is not the percolator. Yeah, that's not. Those are, that's, those, right. are those are cargo. Car- Wait, it's this is a British percolator. This is bullshit. This is the sun. Fucking white people ruining everything. That's the song. That is the I mean, song. Like white people well are ruining everything. <laughs> with their horrible rewriting history. Get the old arm movements going. This is depressing and sad. All no, right. we got to see like some old Chicago percolator. Chicago House percolator. Chicago House percolator. All right. Pressure cooker. I like the British people. Just go for it. Oh yeah, they just yeah. like they like they yeah. just yeah, it's fine. But I feel like the other thing people think about when they think of house is like this sort of like luxurious like keyboard laced music, you know, in clubs and stuff. But like house music in the eighties sounded grimy, grimy like re- it was really shabbily put together with like you know one keyboard and a drum machine. It didn't sound anything like house music sounds now or like how people think about it. Yeah, we so. used to yeah. call that techno. 
Yeah, yeah. right, exactly. What, what it ended the, up becoming. The bigger stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Tech. Right, play it on B96 out there. This yeah, some, B96. This is some dude being like the real Chicago Percolator or South Side and West Side. Yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. I bet you, I bet you his, his, his Jerry Curl is just yeah, shiny. He's, he's, yeah. Do you guys do Jerry Curls out there back in the day? Yes, that's right. That's the percolator. Google, go on YouTube and search. It's time for the percolator. Yeah, like with the arms, like yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, that's percolating. How do you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not a crib, but I can crib walk. You know what's amazing? Remember what the girl was dancing like before? You know, <laughs> yeah, she, was just, yeah. she was just like this. I wish you could see how the girl was dancing. Yeah, yeah it was like the sun percolator. Yeah, yeah it's uh, embarrassing and it was pathetic. Like the Tybo percolator. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> it was my, like, the Billy Blank it was like my grandmother did the percolator. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was an embarrassing moment for humanity. So, I mean, comment. What, oh, yeah, fuck you, Billy Blanks. Let's keep it pushing. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did, I mean, was Common like, was he, I mean, then Tongue Twister probably was the, I imagine the inverse, like, of, you know, Common was probably more of the intellect, from an, he was obviously from trying to be from an intellectual. Although, you kind of forget that Common was kind of hard when he first came out. Like, yeah, the bitch in you era, Common was kind of hard. Uh, he wasn't no? hard like twisted toward not like twisted. conflict hard, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he, let's, let's, he, let's, he wasn't scene. wearing like, less straight intellectual. For uh, conscious and less straight, you know, yeah, let's just say that. Because right, I, I want to say Twister was like more street. Like, yeah, well, the common was, was more, more yeah. conscious. It was really you know? the difference in the West Side and the South Side. Like, wow. Common is a South Side. Yeah, guy. he's from Stony like, Island, which yeah. is like on the border of Chicago. I mean, like, Chicago is like in the very, like, top right corner pocket, if you're to think of yeah. Illinois. So, like, very northeast. So, if you go south, even like a certain distance, you'll get in Indiana already because yeah. Chicago's mm. like right there on so the border. Like, yeah. So Stony Island is like basically on the way to like sa- like, like if you go south you're in yeah you, you're on your way to Gary. Yeah. So. Well, Stony Island is like the Crenshaw Chicago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, like, like Crenshaw, like super wide street going yeah. all yeah. the way through the south side. It's like Stony Island. Yeah, like, like going mm. through parks and stuff like that. Yeah. There's lots of parks on the south side. So mm. what's the difference? Do you think between the south side and the well, Twister from the west side? Yeah, Twister's the west side. Crucial Conflict. All of those dudes are west side dudes. Yeah. Like it's just mm. a different kind of hood. Like it's a more kind of like yeah, it's like East Oakland. I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like Oakland versus. East Oakland it's like yeah. it's like South LA versus Compton you know what I yeah, mean like it's just different it. degrees of hood and like mm-hmm. you know Chicago you know, Common was, was like the South Side kind of guy I, I would know? say like was the South Side more conservative or is that more uh, conservative is a way to put it it's a little more middle class That's yeah there's more yeah, middle yeah, class yeah, yeah. the Richard Wright was all, that was all on the South Side those books right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nation of Islam Jason right. Jackson's on the South Side right Muhammad but, Ali yeah. had a house on the South Side uh, Obama's house is on the South, South Side yeah Yeah. what about Muddy Waters and like all that was that that's all south side is it south okay i mean i think one way to think about it is like the south side is i mean old but also like sort of preserved old like there's old buildings and stuff that are still there lots right. of old parks and stuff like that whereas the west side is just stuff that was built maybe in the last 56 years it's just like falling apart like yeah. i mean like so much stuff there you know like track homes and projects and things like that or what no there i mean like there aren't a lot of there aren't very many projects in chicago anymore okay. a lot of them have been torn down but like, well, most of the projects were on the south side yeah um, oh, really? they were like the west side was just kind of all like apartment buildings it yeah. was just like generally just lower income stuff but the projects like the real you know the big tall buildings were on the south side but, but like west okay. side garfield park stuff like that mm-hmm. it's just like there's construction that's been done or not done that's just like sitting there stagnant for years and stuff like that so I mean, it's just different. You know, you go to the South Side and there's way more of a sense of history. You know, it's just like all very old. So it's different in that sense. 
I don't think I realized that that Twista and Common both had albums called Resurrection. I didn't know that either. I didn't know that either. Yeah, that's what, according to what... According to Wikipedia, which could be lying. They both had albums called Resurrection. That's what it's saying, yeah. Resurrection. It's saying that Twista's second album was called Resurrection. When he was under... Ton- when, in 94? Uh, in 94. When did yeah. Adrenaline Rush come out? 96? That came out in... Uh, and that was 97. And that 97. was his big hit. I actually talked to the guy who A&R'd the record, uh, Mike Heron, who... Uh, it was like the head of A&R for Warner Brothers right now, and he was saying that was his first big hit. And he was telling me, like, it never had a huge debut on the charts, but it would sell consistently 10,000 every single week. So, I mean, I'm sure, like, a lot of that probably was in Chicago. Like, because, I mean, Twista was never really that big, at least in L.A. I mean, no. he was big, but he was never, like, no. I mean, big, big. Did he, was he ever on a major label before... Well, Resurrection was on Atlantic, so I guess really? uh, ninety four. Wow. That's what it's saying here. But I, yeah, hey, but like Adrenaline Rush, bro. Like on just some street shit. Like yeah. you know, it, it was everywhere. There was Adrenaline, yeah. Adrenaline Rush was is like the song itself was amazing. I just no one t- ever heard anything right, like that. Just remember, you just his voice was everywhere. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, let's like, play. We should play Adrenaline Rush. Definitely. Yes, we should. Yeah, absolutely. And we have Psychodrama on that song. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I bring the pain like two bad nurses. <laughs> they have a video. Do they have a video for this? Like, I don't know if they have a video. Psychodrama, Psychodrama, and Twisted together. It was like the best team ever. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. I don't think he broke fully nationally until like Slow Jams. Yeah, really? like I would agree. Yeah, like I would agree. But it's kind of cool that Kanye kind of helped him out. Helped him out. Yeah. Kanye, Kanye with she, Common too. Like, with Common and who else? Uh, uh, Lupe and with, uh, what's his name? Uh, I mean, Consequence like, and Rhyme the, Fest. I mean, even oh, with Chief Keef, he was, uh, you know, when he remixed I Don't Like, I think like, you know, he's yeah. shouting out Bump J, he's yeah. shouting out all those guys. Like, I mean, he's, he's, was, that was the first time where you were like, eh, maybe you're just doing this to, because that record is hot and you haven't had one in a minute, but. So here we nah, yeah, Kanye, Kanye Mercy, West has no reason to do anything yeah. out of desperation. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. True. Except for, you know, maybe having an abortion seven months ago. <laughs> All right, wait. <laughs> Shots fired. Shots fired. Like the perfect pair of vocalists yeah. and rap. Yeah. Like, like this high pitched, like fast paced thing, and it's like, like really deep, slow. slow. Yeah. Oh my god. I guess Resurrection got shelved outside of Chicago. Really? Oh, yeah. Everywhere but Chicago. So. What do you. Yeah. Oh, oh, really? The, the, the oh. Twist album Resurrection. Twist album Resurrection. Yeah. So what, the label was just trying to go super regional? Yeah, well, I mean, probably. I mean, I imagine his. Yeah. Like, you know. I just need to listen to that song 20 because times Because it was over. never even a yeah. video. I remember the first time I ever heard about him. It was like in the... I was like 10 years old. It was like Guinness Book of World Records. The fastest like forever ever is Tongue Twister. But then also Cameron on Purple Haze. Isn't there... Don't they cover Adrenaline Rush is that on a different Cameron album yeah, yeah Cameron right? did one yeah. Cameron well, did with Twist on with it, right? Twist on yeah. it yeah like mm-hmm. a, an Adrenaline he Rush he did like an remix. Adrenaline Rush version like yeah. last year or something or two years ago yeah, he does like, one every it's year every year yeah. yeah it's like it's like the Mad Skills freestyle right. <laughs> in the year well and what well, Crucial Conflict was around this uh, would you they came later no they were about, about 97 96-97 it's, it's all about the same time I feel it like it felt like it felt like there was a lot of time in between but really it wasn't I would say yeah like 94 with labels what happens is something blows 
blows up and then they all go find it, right? Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. It's kind of like, like all, now, like where oh. it's like they're mining Chicago, trying to like get every like everybody has like a lot of rappers got deals in Chicago. All mm-hmm. this stuff is part of like it was all part of the radio, like all part of what you listen to. But like honestly, when I think about the mid nineties. Even out in Chicago, I think of Tupac. Like, Tupac was just on the radio constantly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, for me at least. Yeah, Tupac was on the radio here all the yeah. time. Well, yeah, 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 of course. I mean, mm. like, in LA, but like, in Chicago, too, would just pull things from everywhere. Feel, That's why should, I feel like a lot of, like, yeah. in, rap stars in Chicago, like, seem to just the pull South, things the from South all over too. the place. It's the middle of the country. Yeah, you know Chicago, Chicago never had Chicago rappers on the radio until Kanye. Yeah. They never really had. Never really? really. Yeah. Yeah. No. No Twisted? No, no, no comment? No, 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 no. You that, never heard Adrenaline Rush on the radio. What the fuck? People played, like, those CDs in their car. Like, I mean, but, like, it was never really on the radio. Like, I mean, Tupac was on the radio all the time. Yeah, and whatever crazy. else was popular, right? Yeah, nationally exactly. was on the Chicago radio. They never really played Chicago. So artists. when did the first like hip hop station come to Chicago? Was what was, was like, it? Oh, we had hip hop station. Ninety six jams was that? No, uh, one hundred six jams. You mean like what do you mean by that? Well, like they, how like L A had K Day. Oh, like, AM nine fifty was the was the K Day equivalent out there. Uh-huh. It was, was yeah. AM nine fifty. Pink House and the First Lady, like that guy. Like, <laughs> That's right. What does yeah, that mean? Like, what does Pink House was the DJ and the First Lady was like the lady, but they were like you know they were like the flagship DJs. Of yeah. AM950, which was basically the rap. Maybe GCI. Yeah, yeah GCI has yeah. always been around, but GC- that was like R and B. Yeah, but that was also rap, it was just like know. a mix of everything. Right. Yeah. But AM950 became, but ended up becoming 106 Jams, mm-hmm. and that was like you know the rap station. For yeah, a while. I don't even think that's around anymore. And then in like the early part of the 2000s, the new there's a new rap station called Power 92. It's like 92.3 that became pretty much the only all rap station. Yeah. I mean, before that, it was just B96 was what everybody listened to. B96 was like. I guess it's like the Hot 100 of New York, you know, same deal, yeah. that equivalent. Like, you'd get like a B96. Hot 97 or what? It's no, not 97. Like top 40 mixed with a yeah. rap. Yeah, like Kiss FM. Yeah, but they also 40, play house yeah. music and stuff yeah, like that. But like, music. the thing I remember about B96 was like, they used to give out bumper stickers and you'd have to put it on your car. And if the B96 van saw you, you got like tickets to Great America or something like that. That was like K-Rock so, yeah, out yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, I guess out here that, that'd be like Magic Mountain. So you'd hope that like the van would see you get free tickets. Yeah. And they had the dance show that you dance with B96. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody dancing in the room with B96. Playing, but the first time I heard Tribe was on B96. I'll never forget yeah. that. That was, that was kind of crazy that that happened like that. Yeah, I think the first, I think I, Crucial Conflict might, I would think I might have even seen them before I saw Adrenaline Rush because they came out in '96, apparently. Like that first that's album, when, that's when Hay Final came Tick, out? yeah, Hay came out in '96 with Final Tick, and then I think Scummy was like '98. Yeah. yeah, but um, I like. I want to hear Scummy. I want to hear Scummy. Yeah, never heard Scummy. But we gotta hear Hayden. We gotta hear. We gotta hear. Like I love the cover though of Crucial Conflict where they're all wearing like overalls. That's yep. like a very yeah, forgotten right. trend <laughs> in mid nineties. I'm, sure, I'm sure there were no shirts under those overalls. No, there were shirts. Oh they wow, were, okay. They were, yeah. Look at them. They were. I mean, they you know kind of like one of them had like the Pippi Longstocking kind of like leather kinda. overall thing. Yeah, it was like leather. Well, Tupac was wearing that. Yeah. What do you the, mean the leather overalls? Yeah, Tupac. Tupac was wearing leather. Yeah. If you look at the cover, but, go look back and look at the cover of All Eyes on Me. He looks like a bondage star. Like he's like literally like he's got like weird Tupac tattoos and just like an all leather vest. Oh, he had like a safe sex thing on it. Duality. Like with zipper. Yeah. Like, duality. Yeah. Yeah. Safe sex, but he looks rape, like though. he's ready to go to like the Gothic Castle. <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> Take me to the all right. Should we play Hey? Should we play Hey for? I mean, I feel like that younger. I feel like anyone under twenty five did not hear Hey. I feel like we should probably play Scummy first. You play I, Scummy. I think everybody wants to hear. Scummy. Yeah. Right, we, well, we, Hey, we, we listen. Listen to them both. All right. Yeah. Let's just stretch let's, out let's, in this motherfucker. You know, the best thing about Crucial Conflict, like I, whenever I'm go to Chicago, I'm like, oh, I'm all I want to do is smoke Hey with Crucial Conflict, and they just search their name constantly, so they'll retweet anyone that mentions Crucial Conflict in any way. <laughs> really? So I was like, yeah, Crucial Conflict retweeted me. I was like, highlight of my life. <laughs> All right, so this is Hey by Crucial Conflict. This was, 
the ba- I mean, hey, if you don't know, was slang for weed. Hey, yeah. Um, low key, low key. This motherfucker Tupac looks like Voodoo from Soul Calibur on the, on the All Eyes on Me cover. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> That fuck it, that one, Is that what that is? Yeah. So yeah, it's on a standing on the verge of getting it on. Mm. Remember De La Soul? Yeah, De La Soul sampled it too, yeah. Did they say a beat for like both of us? I think so. They they sampled it. Didn't they sample it from Millie Pulled a Pistol on Santa? Uh, Was that this one? Millie Pulled a Pistol? Maybe. I think it's Millie Pulled a Pistol on Santa. It's definitely on that album. Yeah, it's definitely on that album. I think it's crazy how like all the double time rap groups had beef in the midnight. Like, because Bone Thugs had beef with, with Triple Six Mafia. Mm. They had like lived by a rap, which was the Bone Thugs diss. Christian Conflict had beef with Bone Thugs and Fellowship. There was always talk. People just don't like Cleveland. That's <laughs> true too. Everybody yeah. hates Cleveland. Everybody right. hates well, Cleveland. Well, Bone Thugs were Cleveland dudes that just came to LA and like, got, got up with Easy. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, they came. Well, they did, the, the the mythology was that they took a bus to LA to get. I, mean, I always knew they were from Cleveland. Yeah, but yeah, I always thought they were just Cleveland. Well, they were like LA really no, they, adopted. Yeah. LA really adopted Bone Thugs. Like yeah. LA still like that's why that that, that, that Bone Thugs was huge on the radio in the mid nineties. I mean, like, that's it what was. I'm saying. Oh, it's I mean, like, it was everything. Yeah. Chicago rappers. Well, the game. That's why you ever hear that song, the celebration song. Like under no circumstances. Should that be a hit where he samples like Bone Thugs first in the I, I think it's first in the month that he samples on that song. Yeah, it is first in the month. And he samples it and now it's like top five on Power 106 because it has a Bone Thugs sample because I think everybody in LA still loves Bone Thugs. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we should, we should play Scummy. We should definitely play Scummy. <laughs> Just Instead of Ride the Rodeo. That's awesome. <laughs> ride the Rodeo. The rodeo was dope too, though. I liked all them singles, man. I did, yeah, yeah, the Crucial Conflict. So we should probably, uh, we'll, we're going to play Scummy After the Break by Crucial Conflict, so we're about to take a break right now. Shots fired. Earwolf.com isn't the only place where you can hear shots fired. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes. Be sure to leave a review and a five-star rating so more new listeners can find the show. Big shout-out to Connie Wilson, Nicholas McElvaney, and Matthew Trumbo for leaving five-star reviews for Shots Fired. Thanks for listening, and now back to the show. Shots Fired! Yes, we could join. Oh, my God. <laughs> to drink the cheapest of alcohol. Look at this video. Yeah. Nothing finer than Mickey's. <laughs> of course, I got the fish eye lens. That's all <laughs> hey, so basically, like, the way they dance was like variations of the fucking percolator. It was like a lazy percolator. He's twerking. <laughs> early twerking. Twerking's been happening since Africa, homie. And early twerking. White people I discovered it last year. Let them yeah. have- I'm pretty sure we're both products of twerking. <laughs> That's how we were conceived. Real talk, hey. Hey, low key, like all the see all these video hoes are like the kind the kind of girls that I like. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like girls that still have their hair tied up when they're out when they don't public. have no ponytail. Yeah, exactly, they're trying real hard. Hell yeah. 
tenderoni. Somebody needs to bring that word back. This is just, see, this is just real. It's really like down to earth, you know, minus the stage coaches and everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, minus the stage coaches. Min- minus the time travel. Minus the horsies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, that's why I never understood. Like, where were they getting the Western? Like, what, no. what brought in? Because they were on the West Side. Yeah, they're on the West yeah. Side, yeah. Cool Moe Deep did it too with the whole Wild Wild yeah. West. They were in fucking New York. Well, that was just yeah. the Fosse soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> I just uh, love, I just love like the, the frontiersmen driving through the alley in Chicago. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the percolator's gotta come back real like It's like the horse Cali, the Cali Swag District's gonna do <laughs> it's gonna be their new thing. RP and bone. I also love like Dude, was the- this shit fast motion? Or is it this is just how they were moving? I know, but I love how they're using the fisheye lens to try and like replicate the hype Williams video, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. the nineties. See, right now, like, since they're using it, that this would be based. Right. You know, like, this would be a base video. But back then, it's just like, oh, bootleg High Williams video. Right, bootleg High Williams video. Like, he's like, these motherfuckers got a poncho. I've been looking for ponchos forever. I want a red, black, and green poncho. Hey. I need, black, and green poncho. I need a, I need a, I need a hey, yes. hey, Earwolf, if you, if you listeners can find red, black, and green poncho, I'll Donate a red, black, and green poncho. You don't even got to donate it. Just sell it to me for a reasonable price. On Etsy. <laughs> <laughs> On goat seat. <laughs> Alright, this is the second goat reference okay. we had in right. this podcast. Well, I think we, we got to keep it moving. Should we? That, we were talking about Debrat earlier because she is a Chicago rapper, but she was, I mean, what was interesting about that was Funkified sounded like, well, it sounded like it was kind of ripping off G Funk, but it was. Jay, Jermaine Dupree was in Atlanta. Well, that's what Jermaine yeah. Dupree does. He just yeah. rips off whatever the fuck is happening. Like he's he's a really good like emulator, you know. Yeah. But uh, the brat, except started... crisscross, that was original. <laughs> no, but that all that <laughs> those crisscross stuff, they sounded like. Yeah, the first like, time I heard the brat was on a crisscross song. Yeah, yeah, it was. Can I drop the bomb? That's right. right. Oh, she was bomb. on that. Yeah, yeah I remember I bought that. that. That was a big mistake that I bought in my cassette yeah. tape days. <laughs> yeah. Really? I bought that like first week came out. Shit, I was that song was. Yeah, you like that? That song was good, and they had one other song that was like with the reggae. All right. Alright, alright. That, yeah. that would yeah. be kind of hilarious if people like critically reevaluated the bomb and it's like a classic. <laughs> Crisscross. Yeah, you listen yeah. to it, you're like, if you play it now, this shit will go off in the club. Right. Yeah. <laughs> also, that one song, fuck, they had one song with like 98 that was kind of good too, Crisscross. It was like Young Rich. They just like, reunited, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they did. Really? Yeah, they were, yeah. and they still wear their pants backwards. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> really? No, no, I think that was like in the report. It's like, we're still wearing our pants backwards. <laughs> like, man, I'll kick go. you in the face yeah, if I it, saw you in public with your pants back like, <laughs> unless you're a hipster or something like unless it's ironic like, and that, was the, and that was the big thing it. I remember in the 90s it was like how do they pee you know it was like everybody <laughs> would ask that question just like that yeah. no they don't pee right exactly <laughs> they don't pee they no, wear adult they, diapers they just sweat <laughs> they just sweat it all out yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. So, I mean, we don't. I don't think we need to play any Debrat videos. Yeah, we do. We need to play Defunct. No, we need to play the B side. We need to play the B side. All right, yeah. We need to play the bomb. And then just fast forward to reverse. Yeah, right. exactly. Cool. All right, Debrat bomb. I think this is the funnest yeah. episode we've had ever. <laughs> <laughs> We're not gonna do no talking. Just yeah. watch, vi- play yeah. videos. Just play YouTube. Videos. You can't even hear, see the videos out there. So you guys have yeah. to go, like, you know, just go, just be on your computer. Yeah. You just have to use your. You're at work, even while you're at work. Exactly. Fuck your boss. Uh, Take your jabros, put them on backwards. Yeah. <laughs> put on some, he- put on some Helly Hansen. Yeah. <laughs> and then decide where your Mason Jism is. <laughs> oh man, they're wearing Penguins jerseys. Really? Yeah. I like that they're, ri- like, oh, I like that they're ripping off kind of uh, so what you want. Kind of. Look at this. Look at the Penguins jerseys. Can I drop the bomb? Drop the bomb. 
I think those need to be brought back. I think they brought in Frank Tomato. Ocean is bringing back yeah. the, uh, the fucking hockey jerseys. I like the is one really of the Chris's. I like yeah, the one of the... One of the Chris's had the same haircut as the brat, too. Yeah. That kind of short braids. I thought the brat was a dude for a minute. So did I. Yeah. Actually, there was a minute where I thought the brat was a dude, too. I think when you're... When you're uh, I thought SWV were pre-pressing boys. There was a weird thing in the 90s, actually, where I, I wasn't sure who was a guy and who was a girl. <laughs> but, I mean, like, seriously, for, like, a lot of people. Like, I didn't know. I, just I, thought, no I thought RuPaul was a girl the first time I saw yeah, yeah. I did too. Yeah, I and thought that was a girl. <laughs> I thought right said Fred were guys. <laughs> no, not no, so much. Yeah. Right said Fred or girls. Were, no, do you they remember, were, do you they were in the brochions. Do you remember <laughs> Mr. Do you remember Mr. Big? Remember that band? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ron Isley, yeah. R. Kelly's. No, no. no but, I, like, when I was eight, I like didn't know if those guys were dudes or girls, and it would like drive me crazy. Like I was, uh, you know, it was like an eight-year-old kid watching music videos. <laughs> Tormented. Yeah. Tor- oh, wait, the dude from Red Hot Chili Peppers. I wasn't sure if he was a guy or a girl. Evan Nikitas. Yeah. You know, in hindsight, the song was pretty good. <laughs> they're setting they're setting fire to cars in there. They're wearing hockey jerseys. Penguins. It's like Ooh, dude, there's eight penguin jerseys. Adam bombs. There's atom bombs in the back. There's a, a warehouse full of people. They don't even do it like this no more. Can't afford it. They can't afford it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. You know, I think, I think, I think psychologically, cracking. if you're rapping in a hockey jersey, you have to hold your arms out to the side. Yeah. I don't even think you can keep yeah. it down. You gotta do the penguin waddle. You gotta have to. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. Like Snoop Dogg I'm did the penguin waddle. I'm considering waddles. buying a penguin jersey. You need to yeah, do that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That logo's pretty dope. Yeah, it is pretty. Yeah. Alright, where's All right. the brat? Where did the fucking brat come Fast forward, man. I think she's about to Jesus Christ This video cost like $150,000 First album sold like $150,000 At the same time They're like fucking Justin Bieber at the time Right You know they have more money Than than Snoop Dogg They They have more money Than adults Adult rappers They were huge They were real big Poor poor kids dude Here we go Here we go I don't think that's pretty good. Oh, I think aggression. You don't think so? I think pretty good. <laughs> it was like Lady of Rage. <laughs> like very Lady of Rage. It does sound like Lady of Rage. <laughs> she was gonna be what on. What was it. the reality show she was on, where all the celebrities lived? In the who would I fuck the, It was called Who Would Fuck the Brat. <laughs> it was like it turned out love. that it was only Johnny Rotten yeah. from the Sex Pistols. <laughs> So yeah, Debrat. I mean, how big was Debrat in Chicago? She must have been pretty big. She was. She was pretty big. Yeah, I mean, she's she, big enough. I mean, I don't remember. I, I'm sorry, but I don't remember a single person talking about Debrat in Chicago. People or weren't America. wearing. The, I mean, people weren't I was in the, high school at the time, yeah. so yeah, her songs were were pretty big. But it it wasn't like people felt like that Chicago kind of ownership about like, her. Right. Do or boy, was, do or die. Was like, yeah, more? because when you came like the Jermaine Dupri angle, like that really was kind of associated with Atlanta. Like all yeah, that I, was, well, so I got to really. I don't even. Like I don't even remember Jermaine Dupri being associated with Atlanta. Like honestly. In like the early '90s, crisscross, they didn't seem to come from anywhere. You know, it was no, just, Jermaine yeah, Dupri is associated with like money. good decisions yeah, and money. Yeah, yeah, money. His yeah. dad being like some you know yeah. huge producer. Jermaine Dupri, you know, he was a dancer for Houdini. He was a yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, Who, Puffy, Puffy was a dancer no, too. Jermaine Dupri was, was a dancer for Houdini. But I mean, yeah. like the other thing is like I sometimes right. wonder what I'm people outside Pope. of Chicago thought about like Chicago rap albums if they listened to them. Because in Chicago, we didn't listen to it on the radio. You know, it was uh, Pope Him. I mean, was everywhere on the box. We used to watch we're about to I had like two albums of theirs. Pope, do or die. Of do or die. Do or die. Yeah. That was the second do or die. It was. <laughs> it was I was. I was enthralled, homie. Yeah. yeah they were, I mean, look I at the look at the suit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look at the suit. Look at the hey, hey, scroll all white suit. I mean, honestly, they they sound like CVE. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, it's a lot of parallels to the LA underground and like the, like the West Side of Chicago. Yeah, this like, song a lot was of similar big. rap styles. Yeah. yeah. 
me, and plus we strapped with two protection. I put the phone in the hook, then I pop for a minute, cause I forgot why I'm at the hoe. And the fact that I forgot me for hoe, when I snap, I straight up check the hoe. Really doubt to the crib now. The live hoes, three miles per hour. Live, we running up on some rivals. Never to deny, though. These bitches look fly low. Introduce myself. A to the motherfucker came in to recognize that I lose myself. Juice myself. As you take one poor love, pass it to the left and um. Self send the niggas, I take two poor girls, they thinking about self and um. P I M P, allergy. But logically, be loving these hoes, biology, and obviously, well. Mm, ain't this some shit? Pull up in the C A D I double L up in A C A C house they peep those P I M P and they think that automatically cause he's a pimp he gotta be full of that M O N E but why? Cause nigga be sporting nice cars and fancy clothes, fresh Georgia bowl flexing one five up. Chop, chop. chop up that paper house, chop up that paper house. Watch where your lips go. Caress my tips low to the tempo. Real simple when you're fucking with a pimp dog. Get a bob in the back seat. That's how it be in the cab with your best with your young lads. Smoking on that finest grass. Never miss what you never had. At last, P I M P. Ology. But logically, be learning these hoes biology. And I'm a stupid way. Kanye, well, Kanye started coming out in 99. Like, you know, when he's making those beats. I mean, Kanye was making those beats in 99. I don't think he really established himself as, like, a persona, though, until, like, I would say around 2002, 2003, Chicago radio really started being Chicago artists. Like, dominantly Chicago artists. Like Like, who? Like, besides Kanye? uh, Also, that's when R. Kelly, like, blew up. Like, I mean, Ignition was on the radio constantly. But let let me me blew up with Space Jam with that... that I mean, yeah, R. Kelly was there forever, but I mean... I mean, R. Kelly had Honey Love, like, in... Yeah, exactly. So I I would say that, like, 2002, 2003, you started hearing, like... Kanye or Kelly on the radio all the time. But Kanye was now, through the now, wire era. Kanye but. was known in the Chicago underground, though. Like, yeah, right. Like he used but to, as a beatmate. Uh, we had the song right. Welcome he to Chicago. To, he used to make stuff with, with Rhyme oh. Fest and uh, Grav. Yeah. And, and No ID. Guys who Wasn't, big. I don't remember, remember him doing stuff with No I feel like No ID was way bigger than him. But also, you know, we also sort of glossed over. Kanye. In between this period, you also had All Natural yep. and The Moment. Underground stuff. But that's that group with Rhyme Fest, Juice. That's what we need to be talking about. exactly. That right there. I would say between. 1997 yeah, and 2002 pre-Kanye you, you have look, a, a huge underground scene really yeah, like yeah, starting really to emerge like, but it's interesting because in like now you have obviously New York had a big one that everyone knew about and LA had a big one you know with Dial J5 all the, that other stuff and then but Chicago I don't think anyone really ever heard about but it see Ron Fest and Juice used to go to those national yeah. battles and right. win, and then they would do yeah. like those big rap coalition crews yeah. and Juice and Ron right. Fest like they yeah. knew about the battlers but they didn't necessarily know about the did music did they have albums the that people were they checking did. out Ron Fest had records Juice I don't think put out an album until later had yeah, the Mole Man had a bunch of compilations, and then All Natural had two really good albums. Yeah, one of them, the, the second one is Second Nature. The first one before that, that's got Fifty Years, which is an incredible. It's got It's Okay on yeah, it too. It's, it's okay. Incredible yeah, that's what it's tight. Yeah. What yeah. about All Natural All Fifty natural. Years? Right, which uh, look up It's Okay. All right. All Natural 50 Years has this great uh, Ramsey Lewis piano line. Yeah, it's Julia. Beautiful, yeah, yeah, Julia. Beautiful beat. Right. Um, hey, where was Binary Star from? They're Detroit. They're from Detroit. They're from Detroit. Okay. Yeah, that was that was a huge album in Chicago too, in like two thousand two thousand one. Yeah, they were definitely part of that underground. Yeah, yeah. I never heard about them in LA. Hey, man, how's it going? Yeah. 
Yeah. Now we've just got a commercial. Right. Seth Rogen's in on that show now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was always he was taking over the exactly. Yeah, that's right. No additives, no preservatives. That's the name of the album. I'm a sin this one out, so I'm mad, Mr. Greenweeds. From the old school unison crew. This is how we do in the city style. Where was he from? What part of the Chicago outside? He was Muslim too. He like wouldn't perform places where they were selling alcohol. Oh yeah, that must have hurt his career. Yeah, that's like Tamir Goodman not playing basketball on the Sabbath. No college is gonna take you, dude. Rappers start thinking about what? selling units. That's when they fall victim to what? Still influence. Niggas be lying. Cause they too lazy to do for themselves. So when you were coming up as a young rapper, were all these dudes? Well, that yeah, was these, these were the guys in High Park, and that's where we used to go practice rapping. Was this place yeah. called Promontory Point, which is right on the lake that's in right. High Park. And so, like, they used to be around. Yeah, they used to be around. I battled Rhyme Fest at the point. Really? You know what I mean? When I was in high school. Yeah. Promontory Point is also right by where the World's Fair was, like, uh, in like the early 20th century, in 1906. Yeah, yeah, the early World's Fair. Yeah. The statues, the old school World's Fair. Not like this new bullshit. World's not like South by Southwest. South by Southwest. Like they have a world fair? No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sponsored by Doritos. Yeah. Hey. Nacho Loco Tacos. You gotta get that corporate money. <laughs> yeah, they don't have autocopters and tonic, you know, these current world fair. So then, so then, like, would you say Con- like Kanye came out of this tradition? Like, yeah, I mean, he was, you know, and all of this, all, all of those dudes connecting Rhyme Fest and Juice and yeah. all of them, and and Kanye was making beats for it. There was this dude Grav, who was like the guy that Kanye was making his most uh, probably acclaimed stuff for then. And Grav used to roll around with those uh, those dudes too. This dude Just Row mm-hmm. was uh, real big around that time. So yeah, like it was kind of vibrant underground and Kanye was known as like the producer I never I never heard him rap back then but yeah. I, since then I've heard I remember some the first time stuff. I ever heard him rap was at like autistic and like Talib Kool is like this is <laughs> this is like Kanye West and like you know he has already made all those big you know, we didn't really mention beats. but I mean all of this sort of came from No ID I mean No yeah, ID was true. really the, the the guy who shaped the sound you know mm-hmm. that I think really Kanye took it you know when he went to Rockefeller and made it really more commercial, but I mean, yeah. it all came from those No ID beats on and those first Chicago two common Soul, albums. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I mean, like yeah. even All Natural and like all these groups. You know, I mean, the thing about Chicago is like people come from all over the Midwest. Yeah. they stop there, and the thing is, people leave their record collections behind. They leave them sold. I mean, Chicago used to have just outrageous record stores, and so you hear all these like deep soul samples. Well, I imagine the blues became. stuff too, because the Chicago blues is like yeah, definitely, but also it? like lots of old. Really obscure jazz and jazz fusion mm-hmm. albums. Lots of really old. Obs- I mean, the emotions came from Chicago. The impressions, you know, shy lights. The like, best, yeah. the best record diggers and like, like dudes that I know are from Chicago. Like DJs yeah. that had those immense, immense record collections. And also, like, uh, there's uh, a homie I like that basically made his living off of like selling rare records, and he's a Chicago dude. You know? Yeah. And like you know, the guys out here in L.A., they were like usually like using them to make music, you know, and they had their little amount at a time. But those dudes over there, like these are the first like record junkies I've ever met. Yeah, like this is really fucking up your life. There's you a, too there, many. There was an amazing yeah. record store in Chicago that just yeah. closed down recently called Mr. Peabody's, and the guys who owned it, yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I mean, any record in their store, they curate it really, really, really well, so that like basically any record you buy. 
was going to be great, but they would get robbed all the time. So then, really? now, yeah. So now they're going online. Like people would just like sneak out with records. Is Gramophone still open? Do you know? Gramophone opened to a new lo- or moved to a new location. Okay. It's not like it was at the old location. It's still a really good store. Um, but I, I grew yeah. up going to Doctor Wax down in uh, yeah, Florida, hell yeah, closed down too. Doctor Wax was like a chain where oh, you really? like yeah, it like, was, there was a two or three of them. Was there were lots. I mean, I remember there were like at least half dozen. But um, you. It was like buy and sell UCDs and stuff like that. You go there and get a lot of stuff and records. And so, yeah. when, so when Kanye blew up, how did that kind of change everything? You think? I, I mean, it just pe- brought attention to the city. And I think people you know? really started taking the, the artistry seriously in terms of people outside of Chicago really listening. Yeah. To what's because I mean I think Chicago before that I think people only really knew Twista and Common and you know like really only like underground like people who really weren't a rap knew Do or Die, Crucial Conflict, and those people like. I think, at least in L.A. Yeah, I think that's a fair yeah. assessment yeah. for the rest of the nation, too. But even after Kanye, I mean, I guess then you have, well, Kanye blew up. And then I think, you know, he brought Lupe in pretty, I mean, by the second Lupe, album. Lupe, Rhymefest. Lupe, yeah. Well, yeah. Rhymefest, yeah. I mean, Rhymefest wrote Jesus Walks. Where did, where did Lupe, where does Lupe stand in that whole thing? Yeah. Was he like, I don't really know too much of the, his history. Well, uh, see, that's the thing is, he, as far as I knew, nobody really knew about him. I didn't know who he was. From, from, from my era at all. Yeah. I hadn't heard of him. Um, and supposedly he's from the West Side, which, yeah. I mean, he doesn't sound like a West Side cat, but, uh, you know, all that stuff changes. What's crazy is the guy, uh, Chili, I mean, was his, the guy, like, who was kind of financing him, and he just got, what, busted for, like, a major trafficking ring he's in jail mm. like Chile, which is interesting because he was financing who he was financing lupe he was like his business partner tight yeah and he's you know like i'm sure we could google it right now the specifics but yeah he's been in jail for that's why he's always like free chili chill because yeah. uh yeah he's in jail for which is kind of interesting i think because you know no one thinks of lupe is really like a rapper who's like you know a street i mean he, he had that revenge of the nerds mixtape was like one of the first ones that anytime anyone ever heard of him it's the perfect ruse my friend yeah yeah <laughs> Well, it's interesting, I think, sometimes how, like, you know what, with the Nux, like, everyone thought that they were, like, uh, you know, they thought they were, like, oh, look at these hipster rappers. But I was, like, when I did my LA Weekly story, it was, like, we were Googling it, and, like, the fact checker at LA, we- at LA Weekly was, like, uh, you know they're wanted for an arrest for running a stolen car ring in Louisiana. Yeah. I know, and I know everyone was, like, on the internet, was, like, talking shit, but, you know, Lupe, kind of, too. You know, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, then, sometimes you can't pick your friends, right? <laughs> or right. your business partners. Or your business partners. <laughs> yeah. But then there was also that brief period, like, out of... Uh, out of Rhyme Fest and Lupe Fiasco, you also have the Cool Kids, you know. Well, cool, ah, yeah. well, cool, cool Kids, kids I think, cool were, kids. the Cool Kids, I think, were probably more influential than people give them credit for. I think, I think the Cool Kids are great. Uh, they are yeah. great. They're still around, you know. I think, yeah. Great. Well, I remember when I was doing the Jerkin story out here, like, a lot of the kids were, like, that, the Cool Kids got them into it. Because I think that was the first time that their generation, whether they were, like, 18 years old, 19 years old, when they first got started. All those bright colors, dude. Yeah. Like, the style of dress. Should like, we play the, one of the, the like, Mikey, Mikey Rocks? Should we play that one? That was always my favorite. Cool yeah, kids. go for it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right, let's play that one. Yeah, Cool Kids. Just the had Cool a, Kids was like the first, like, first time I acknowledged hipster rap. Yeah, yeah. That's the first. That's the first time I think anyone ever started using the word hipster rap. Yeah, you know, around them, but because that was one of those things that was like it was solely internet. I didn't know anybody on the street that like. Listen to it. Yeah, but that was, that's why it was so weird when I was interviewing those jerking kids because I always thought it was like some internet blog thing too. And then like these little kids, that's when I realized like I don't know who yeah. they were using it. You know, like my, my that was like MySpace era. Oh, Man, my the beats on this album, were, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, Chuck English is a beast. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah he still is. Yeah, you know, I know. 
Hold the phone like a call on the other line. Come on the phone with a bone. They kind of got screwed though because they never, uh, never got to put up their album out. Yeah, the chocolate Industries or whatever. Yeah, it was yeah. Fool's Gold, I think they did something with at one point. And then, I think they just, didn't they just put out their most recent album on Green Label Sound? Yeah, they did. Yeah. And so that's the Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew way, but yeah. Mikey Rock's a good rapper. I think he's on the show. Yeah, he's sort Michael Ross now. Great, yeah. yeah. Well, Currency now, I think he's on. He's in Jets, but he's sort of like in Jets, how like Hill was in Maybach music. Yeah. It's like he's not really getting into Jets is like a label or like a crew or this is Currency's crew. But he like got fiend in there. Wow. Yeah, he got, yeah, Fiend has put out a couple good mixtapes. Yeah, Fiend's kind of doing this kind of, this kind of vintage thing now. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah, he's like yeah. international Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I kind of like this stuff. I like yeah. the stuff that I heard from him. Yeah. Him and Mystical still going. Is Mystical on, uh, he's on Jets? He's on Young Money. Oh, he's on Young Money. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Cash Money or whatever. Hey, I can he be on Young Money? He's like forty three. <laughs> like he could be. Uh, you older than Baby? He could be. <laughs> but hey, yeah, but baby. If, you, if you're older than a baby, you're still young, right? <laughs> Not that baby. <laughs> the world's oldest baby. I think Baby is like sixty five. I, yeah, I can't. wait I think for baby, I to think turn baby is a vampire. Yeah. I feel he like yeah. I feel like he was in an Anne Rice novel. Like a long yeah. time ago. I feel like yeah. he, came out of, he came out of the womb <laughs> yeah. 65. Yeah, a lot of vampires <laughs> yeah. in New Orleans. He's like 70. <laughs> <laughs> New bike. So then they came out. And then, <laughs> and then, well, Bum J came out around the same time, right? But he never, I don't think anyone knew about him outside of Don't even Chicago. talk about you know I don't what? know who he is, Honestly, so we can skip that. And, that. and that started like that whole period of like yeah. people rallying around a dude that never really, and it's kind of the same thing that happened Max in New York with like, yeah. with like Papoose and all them dudes. Like, <laughs> oh, man. It's like in Nalady in Chicago, they would, yeah, they, would, yeah. they would gather around a dude like Bump J or somebody. Uh, they do Cap Capone, Cap One, something. Yeah, I can't remember huh. this dude. It's another dude. Like, they were, you know, people were rallying around him, but it never really happened. Why do you think that happened, man? Uh, Why do you think people started you doing know, Honestly, that? I think to really get on from Chicago, you have to leave. I'll, I'll never not think that. Like, I think you. Even like, now? I mean, I don't know. I think Keith is an anomaly in a sense. Um, I don't really know. But he used the make. internet, which made him. That's yeah, true. I would That's say true. so. Keith also had a lot of press support like people writing about him because he had an interesting story you know right. um and then the soldier boy thing makes like a soldier boy cosign makes you immediately cool to a group of kids right. at but, that time but I, I gotta agree with mike i think that it's it's hard to get recognition when you're in chicago it wasn't until common had native tongues people shouting him out yeah like he yeah, was he appearing on yeah true Re- really wasn't they, until but like, he moved to, yeah. he moved away too but he also he moved, moved to new york, new york. like That's you the think yeah. they all moved away and it's weird we were, like that kanye kanye moved had to new york moved. Twister, you know, the, i think moved the big for a little thing, while i'd say the big thing is that like in new york and la media aims national whereas in chicago media aims regional which has always been its weakness like it, it doesn't do a very good job of like trying to project national at all it's a very insular city you know it's very protected very stubborn and there's never really been great labels I don't think either no not really really. if you think about independent label rap Mm -hmm. labels from Chicago they don't have uh, I mean Chess Records was the last great Chicago label (laughs) you know Numero before I left to move to Oakland a few years ago Chicago they're they're good labels in Chicago just not like I mean there aren't a lot of great you know there aren't major labels there's There's no Motown there's a lot of indie rock labels yeah exactly the rock thing worked out yeah I mean I don't think that's a Chicago thing though I feel like like a city like like Oakland a city like New Orleans you know like they Houston, right. they each get their spotlights, but they're not like. Well, but New Orleans had Cash Money. New Orleans had No Limit. Yeah. Houston had Houston Rappel had a couple. Yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah but they, but they're not always putting out artists like Atlanta. 
No, but, but not no, always no. putting out but artists New like Orleans, New Orleans. Well, like, what yeah. New Orleans and uh, did that was really smart with, with at least with No Limit is that they put out their CDs cheap. You know, they yeah. came out in like plastic CD cases. When they also had that model, Master P went to Richmond and then right. brought the model back of like From you the, know, bay. The, the, t- the bay tape trading right. the, out of the trunk thing and then brought it to New Orleans. Right, kind of, exactly. You know, I don't know. When I was out there, it was actually interesting because I was asking, you know, like how big were No Limit and Cash Money, obviously huge, but like before kind of people outside of New Orleans heard about them and they were saying how, you know, No Limit was just like insane, whereas Cash Money, they were saying weren't maybe as mm-hmm. big before they kind of blew yeah. like Yeah, they got a and d deal real early. Yeah. Real early. But, and they were, saying, mean, they were is, saying it was like the, some of that, it is sort of some weird. that drug money. Chicago mm-hmm. is the third largest city in America. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's the And it's the it, third largest somewhat substantial. I think Houston is number four. And Chicago metro area is still, I think, pretty big like, I mean you do you know? think it was a lot of it was the fact that you know they were doing house music for a while and then whereas like LA would you no think- I honestly I think it's a mystery yeah. to, to, for me at least I, I don't understand why there's a more attention to me it's just it's, it's the lack of stable music industry mm-hmm. yeah. outposts like to me yeah, it's it's the fact that no labels ever really been able to yeah. set foot in, yeah. and be stable there I think is why there's never really been too many homegrown stars well yeah there's some, so Bump J I guess got he got 10 years in prison for pleading guilty to a bank robbery Jeez. of like a hundred thousand so like a hundred thousand eight hundred eight thousand dollars on the chase bank on 800 madison street (laughs) when did did that happen when did that happen Uh, january 4th 2007 and it was that in the height of and he was arrested but he was arrested in november 2008 during a routine traffic stop and charges one of the two gunmen suspected of robbing it so it was Uh, like almost like a year later a year and a half later how do you get tried it like, i bet you they had video of him it was a bank yeah but, I mean, but I mean how do you evade the law if you're on videotape for a year and a half after robbing a bank he's got a minimum ask of chris dorner he's got a minimum <laughs> he'll yeah, never catch right. that guy well they just did right with a drone did no, the, just, the drone catch him that's what, i don't know if they, i don't know if the drone caught him oh. but i think they're firing with the drone <laughs> or, or, i don't know that's what ju- i don't know i don't know i was like might have been one of those are the drones going like yeah they have looking drones. for him they have drones. Yeah, there are drones they looking sent, they sent so there's they drones around drones there's drones there's around, drones around this Yo, motherfucker yeah, there's drones around scary as shit yeah. <laughs> like it's one thing to have like cops looking for you yeah <laughs> it's another thing when there's drones looking for yeah. you Most, as a civilian i don't really like drones looking for yeah around the city as a human being i'm not crazy about drones potentially like how much longer until because it's like the when the first helicopter went up right after the first helicopter went up they're like we should do this every day yeah. yeah, it's weird. It's weird when you have those <laughs> fucking like when those helicopters. <laughs> is that not how it worked out? Yeah, I mean, and it's kind of terrifying. Like when you're like seeing the helicopters funny, up like all the time. It's like a weird police state kind of thing when you're like there are helicopters flying with light and yelling things out of fucking like yeah yeah. No, it was like yeah yeah. Anyway, so then. I mean, Bump J, then we're do, they were doing all this. And then kind of, I think really up until this year, last year, mm. was the first time, I think, where there was like that national media focus. on. And we should probably give a shout out to Fake Shore Drive, Andrew Barber, and David Drake, because they, they did a lot of good work in kind of helping to publicize it. And I think that was the first time that there was really... You know what? That's a good point, too, with the difference between the, right. what's happened with Keith and what happened with a lot of other Chicago rappers, is that there's more of a, like a... There's more of support coming from writers. Press, yeah. yeah. And like, there and, was and Chicago, Chicago press. for like a year there. But then like all those people were writing about it. Like David Drake moved to New York. You know, <laughs> Jordan yeah, yeah, they got, moved to New York. So they moved yeah. away, but then they, they got that little itch where you because, like, hey, right. what's popping at home? Let me see. And right. they're like, you know. But then they can't stay because there are no media jobs stay, in Chicago. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like there is no like major industry in Chicago. Like in L.A., you've got Hollywood. New York, you've got money. You know, you have banks. Chicago used to be like slaughterhouses. Yeah, Chicago used to be like no. slaughterhouses and no like factories. Buttons. It was all blue collar, you know, yeah, but yeah. like. 
all of that's dried up. So why there aren't a lot of, as many opportunities for creative and yeah, no, people it's, to a, sh- stay and it's there. a shame too because yeah. when you take away, like I mean, David Drake did a really good job of like he wrote a big story. Uh, well, he wrote it for Gawker it was his big story, yeah. but that was you know he wrote a really good story on Chief Keef, and that sort of broke him in national media, and that was a big r- reason why he got a deal from Interscope because he was on World Star is what happened, and then he'd already had like. I think like like what fifty hundred thousand views like just from high school kids. Yeah, well, I mean the other thing is that yeah, some of Chief Keef's YouTube videos had like tons of views. Yeah, I mean yeah, that was had, a big they had re- like yeah. videos of kids freaking out that he's got a new video or something. Yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the thing. Of, you yeah, could, that's if, right. Yeah. You, you could be a rapper from anywhere and use the internet and. It can make you big overnight. So, you know? Chief Keef is from the south side or the west side? I have no idea. I'm Chief Keef's from the south side. Um, he's from Inglewood, right? Yeah. Now, Inglewood is like southwest. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, really? Like, it's just kind of weird cross-section of like both sides. But Inglewood is a particularly like rough Yeah. I was going to ask, you know, so any, like any ha- place named Inglewood. Inglewood, New Jersey, <laughs> Inglewood, LA. <laughs> yeah. Well, Inglewood, what's, what's interesting to me yeah. is you have these, I mean, like, uh, it seems like... You know, you look at a crucial conflict video or a twisted video, or whatever, and then to get to Chief Keef, like it's like that's a pretty big difference. Why is that a different big difference? Because well, first of all, a, a bunch lot of dudes dancing around with no, their but shirt a lot off? of it is Atlanta. A lot of it, it is you Atlanta. Think so? Atlanta. Yeah, I think that there's a big. You talking about the sound or how the videos? The look? sound, not the videos. Look. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, you don't think it's like like the early stuff sounds a lot like Waka Flocka, uh, like the early Waka Flocka videos? Yeah, but I mean, I, it also sounds like a lot of. Rap coming out of Houston and New Orleans, and I, it, it all sort of bleeds together. You know? I mean, yeah, that that BPM and that like energy, like it's just yeah. modern been around BPM. for a while, yeah, and, like, and it's kind of ubiquitous. It's pretty much everywhere. Yeah, I don't know, hood, I don't know where like, you pin, I don't know that. what you'd pinpoint it to, to be perfectly honest. Dude, like, I mean, I would say this is Luger. Like that. I mean, look if you look at how what the impact of that. I mean, even those trap kids in Europe are like making like Lex. I mean, just this just rolled around though, dude. Like this just like it went from like Houston to the Bay, then back to Atlanta, Atlanta, right? You know, like it's it's all it's all influencing each other. And I feel like this Chicago thing or what they're doing is like just the next. But I mean, like for it, yeah, anything from the two thousands. Like you can go back to early three six mafia albums and find. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like that stuff. it has roots going back yeah, you can hear really far. Eight ball I mean, and MJG in Memphis. Like yeah, a lot exactly. Of that, a lot of that sound. A lot yeah. of that same sound. Yeah, and and early records by Eight Ball and MJG and UGK. Some of that sound sounds like things that they were influenced by. They came out of LA, so it's like yeah, no, it sounds travel. Well, even you know? Spice One, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. there was a big LA, and like he's Method Man on one album, and yeah. you know it was. Uh, I mean, it was. I think there's always this like thing in the media where they've always kind of been like, oh, regionalism, but there's always been that mixing. I think like. From from the jump, right. there had to have been one thing. One thing you can say, like as as musicians, like musicians travel, you know, like yeah, they, absolutely. They tour, you know, kids that are into music, you know, they 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 bring a bunch of tapes somewhere, and then you don't really know yeah. where it's where it starts, but you know, it starts with somebody bringing you some yeah. tapes or some CDs totally. or MP3 and saying, "Look at this." There was a know? really cool thing actually. Scarface did a thing for Complex lately where he's talking about all of his favorite records, and he was talking about when he was first getting started in the Ghetto Boys, and he was like talking about how he traveled in New York yeah. and how much he loved New York because they would always put him up on shit, right? Yeah. And New York and he's like now I go to New York and it's like the same shit I hear in Houston right yeah, yeah. right exactly which is kind of interesting and that kind of makes I think sense why something like I mean, in a way like the whole thing with Chief Keef you could almost argue that it's like the last gasp of regional rap you know that there's Ooh, you know no I see I, 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 I do think regional rap is not what it was but then like, I mean I don't know I was like I always go back to Baton Rouge because that shit they do not yeah. give a flank fuck about like they only I mean they care about other shit you know Wayne was like whatever you know Future's big and down there but 
But those are pop artists. But like Kevin Gates, like who right now is like going to be the biggest, you whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. he's going to be the biggest star probably in a year from now or six Mm -hmm. months from now. And every city has that. Every every city has a YG. Every every city has the I am Sue. Every city has a Kevin Gates. Yeah, you know, just that's just the pecking order. But I feel like regionalism in Oakland is going to be alive forever. Oh yeah, I feel like nobody. Yeah, you can go and sell a bunch of CDRs right now in Oakland, like in front of anywhere, and they will buy them. Just because they want to hear new music, and they're really that hippie culture, like they're really like big on just buying shit off people in the street. You yeah, know? that's true. Yeah. What, they'd be like, "What you got?" I think the interesting thing also about Chief Keef is like, so you know, you do it for the first time, like the labels are looking, and then that little Dirk got a deal on. We should play a little Dirk. Little Dirk. Little Dirk songs. I never heard. I'm gonna play L's anthem because this song is awesome. Is it, what's it called? It's a great song. L's anthem. L's anthem. <laughs> song is great. Is it great? Like you really love it. I really do love. You listen to it in your car. Yes. All yeah. the time, yeah. No, sure? unironically. Okay. I mean, I listen to. I mean, I listen to Chief Keef. I mean, that's like shit. You know. That's why I got. Yeah, it's like why I got into rap in the first place. I wanted music to punch somebody too. Or like play basketball. Like I'd be before basketball games. You know, I'd be like, I'm ready. Yeah. A lot, of, a lot of dreads in this I feel like young black men from LA, LA uh, the U.S. took like like the dreads, and then I feel like in Jamaica they're just wearing flat tops and like yeah. they have parts. They're wearing like they uh, wall hair stuff. Well, wallaby. His feet almost sound like like Apex twins. <laughs> By the way, also also Chicago. Uh, the guy's name is Paris Bueller who made the beat. So pretty Chicago there. Paris Bueller. Paris Bueller. That's an amazing name. That's an amazing name. Yeah, that is yeah. an amazing name. Obviously, you have like Little Reese got a deal. Yeah, from this. Little Reese got a deal from that. I think King Louis. Don't King Louis, King yeah, Louis. got a big deal. Yeah. Well, King Lee, King Louis was like a real big star I mean, before. I think they were writing about King Louis before they were writing about they Chief were. Keith. They so, were, yeah. Chief Keith blew up. Should we play? Play like yeah, one of King Louis' big songs. Well, you you you're a big like. I like Val King Venus. Louis. I just. I just I don't know what song to put on. Val Venus is like yeah. his kind of. Yeah, this was a big hit from last year. I think he had a lot of big big songs before this, but. Well, I think King Louis, if I remember, like help wasn't he like one of the big people like at the high schools got popular at the high schools and then like I, I don't really older. know I don't really know about the genesis of King Louis. I just remember David Drake hipping me to him and listening to a couple of his songs. Yeah, go read some of those articles; they're good. Um, and then yeah, I guess you have Sa- you have like Sasha Go Hard and Katie Got Bands. Yeah, kind of like Kid oh, Sister. Don't forget kids, about Kid yeah, Sister. Kids, 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 Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was Chicago. Tight. Kid's sister likes Serengeti. I'll never not. Oh, she uh, like she likes Serengeti like as a musician, or she was. Oh, we didn't even talk. We didn't talk about Serengeti. We didn't even talk about Serengeti. We didn't talk about Serengeti. Let's play this. We talk about the new drill artist Serengeti. I want to talk about the other side of it because there is another side to Chicago that you know is like Chance the Rapper Serengeti. Mike and Serengeti, the weird art whimsy rappers. It's like this is the perfect juxtaposition of the perfect like opposite to like Chief Keef. It's like yeah, like you guys are both kind of doing the 
the same thing where it's just like kind of thoughtless things are just flying out, except you have more to say. This is Val Venus. You know? King Louis Val Venus. I'm Valid. I'm Valid. I'm Valid. Valtrex. Valtrex. I'm Valid. That young Vivo. I'm the man. Little did they know. Little did they know. I'm the man. Little did they know. I love this beat. I also like King Louis, my host, they do drugs. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's a good song. <laughs> I, I feel like we got to talk about how Chicago had like 500 people die from like. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, do you think that. Murders? I mean, I think the topic is always like. I mean, I've had a few. Uh, people writing from my site who mm. live in Chicago and they're at, like uh, one's a school teacher and he mm. teaches on the south side and like mm. they they, uh, they just wrote a whole thing about like kind of growing up and teaching like, you know teaching these kids obviously in this culture of violence and how into like Chief Keef and this is and how it kind of they like the music but it kind of well I mean there's a lot I mean I think a lot of what the music writers at the reader write about was uh, how it's sort of unfair to group in Chief Keef with the violence as if they're somehow related. No, yeah. Like, I mean, I, they're not. You know, Chief Keef is a... Well, he's more of a product. I mean, it, it's product really more culture. timing than anything that, like, his music becomes popular at the same time that murders are on the rise. But, I mean, you got to understand, like, I think there were there were over 500 shootings in Chicago, shooting-related murders in yeah. Chicago last year. In 1993, there were over 900 shooting-related murders in Chicago. Like, That's I mean, crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was insane. It was a totally different time. I mean, like, it's a... Uh, I mean, as much as we can say, like, how horrible it is, it's uh, the police have somewhat improved, but a lot of that is also because Chicago is also now more segregated than it's ever been. Like, it's incredibly segregated. It's probably mm -hmm. the most segregated city in America. Yeah. So that leads to it, too. Poor schools, you know, yeah, the the teachers are just are gone, and that's a big thing, too. I mean, right. all those people who are in those little kind of internalized <laughs> communities now, yeah. you know, everybody's kind of... They have to live with each other. Yeah, yeah. and it's, you know, it's it's... The, the gang situation didn't this crazy doesn't respond to the fact that these buildings are torn down you know yeah I mean? and, and gangs in chicago now it's there's more gangs than ever the gangs own smaller pieces of territory right, so you cross blocks, it's right blocks, it's just blocks yeah. now so if you cross the wrong street you might not even know you know and the next thing you know there's a shooting so if you grew up in those neighborhoods you know well the neighborhoods no. are different the now. neighborhoods are different now oh. and the territories have changed and the territories are more fractured than ever and yeah, I mean we're, we're talking right, about you grew up like well you should talk about where you grew up cause no was, I mean I grew up in a nice no but you were Chicago. right into the projects yeah. huh you were, yeah but I mean like it's Chicago interesting was, how Chicago works because it's see, like LA but you don't Chicago, walk down the but street, Chicago was so segregated like I, I grew up in Old Town which was right next to Cabrini Green but nobody ever went to Cabrini Green yeah, you know Cabrini I mean Green like was self-contained yeah everything was so self-contained I mean like when I say Chicago segregated I really mean it we're talking like 
white people segregated from white and people. And even Cabrini you know? Green, because like that was that's a project, but it was away from the rest of the projects. It was like right. its own little bubble thing that it. That and the the actual, there. I mean, the reason the Cabrini Green was where it was was because it was close to downtown. So a lot of people thought if you put Cabrini Green close to downtown. You'll have all of these lower class citizens getting jobs. The problem is that the people who control those jobs are racist. So I mean, they don't yeah, give the jobs yeah. out. You know, so yeah. it's it's a hor- it was a horrible system. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. and, and then once everybody was moved into the projects, nobody monitored or maintained it. Yeah, and it, it was it was terrible. You yeah. know, and yeah. now you've got a situation in Chicago where I mean, the South Side and parts of the West Side are you know way segregated from the rest of the city, and yeah. it's containing all the violence. And it's also a place where you have poor schools. Yeah. You know, and so there, there's there's a lot of reasons behind the violence in Chicago, yeah. and they're complicated. And the question is, why doesn't Lupe Fiasco do something to change it? <laughs> why doesn't he do something? I just see that where they had beef, like him. Like he said something like about. I'm, I'm just fucking around. I know, I know. And then Chief Keef like went back at him, just like dissed him. Yeah, shut the fuck up, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, I usually think that. Like it's never like the artist's fault why he makes this certain type of no, art. No, no. It's usually you know like he has the right to like like or after I make this like hold it in or whatnot. Yeah. But it's like when there's money involved, you're not gonna do. And most people yeah. aren't gonna do that. Yeah. You know, especially if you don't really have the money. Like yeah. oh, the, the negative shit that I or this you know this art that's kind of crass that you know that I shouldn't be like my morals say I shouldn't be letting out is gonna make some money and yeah. that's that's a bigger positive than. Than the negative, you know. I, I mean, I hate a lot of Lupe's music, but I mean, the fact is, like, I'm talking about Chief Keef. I'm, I'm not talking about oh, Lupe. No, no Chief. Ke- I mean, what are you gonna say, Chief Keef? What's he supposed to rap about? Like, he's rapping about what he knows. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's all I think you can really ask. Like, from like, the, you know, somebody that's creating something is like, say what you know. If you don't know anything, you know, like, mm-hmm. what's he, he's not gonna be on some Lupe fiasco, you know, hiking up with a Howard Zinn book in my backpack. You yeah. know, it's like. I mean, I don't know, but I think also, like, we've been talking a little earlier about, you know, Common and, and like, they're, you know, uh, we talk about, we should talk about Mike's music, Serengeti's music. I mean, yeah, Mike, I feel you're like a little quiet right now, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's you thinking? You thinking? Yeah, no, of course. Nice thing, if of you don't course. think on a podcast, then you can't, <laughs> yeah, can't read your mind. No right? time to <laughs> think. Yeah. No, I was just thinking about, you know, I was kind of tripping when people were talking about boycotting uh, Keith's music because that doesn't make any sense. No, at all. no, there's no such thing as like because if you're if you're the kind of person who would even say that you're a boycott his music, that means you're already not a fan. So what kind yeah. of what kind of boycott is that if you're not a person who's already engaged in that economy buying the music or supporting it somehow and you you're just promoting his music, you know, basically. Yeah, and, exactly. and you know, I'm not I'm not really a fan of Keith's music really at all. But like I, I think just people you don't love Sosa. <laughs> I, I do not. You don't love Sosa. <laughs> I, I am not part of everybody. Is is what I learned that day. But um, I think you love Sosa. You just don't know it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. interesting. Well, your music. I mean, like you know, I was gonna ask kind of like how you you find like your music or you think it's kind of tied into like the tra- you know tradition. I mean, you know, I de- I'm definitely steeped in my you know mid '90s South Side hip hop. You know, that mostly kind of leaned towards new york uh-huh. you know what i mean it's some la and some bay influence too but it was you know that whole midwest thing if you, you look at rhyme sayers you look at like binary star out of detroit like you know we kind of our underground was a little bit more like new york's uh classical four elements kind of thing so, absolutely uh, you know i'm steeped in that i mean you know serengeti is too i mean we we all used to freestyle and break dance and do graffiti yeah. and all that you know and so um what i do now as an adult it's 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 steeped in that. I mean, I don't necessarily um, like. I'm not. I don't consider myself like a conscious rapper in this in the sense that like I'm going to 
I'm not going to do what Lupe does. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to like bring up Thank every you. situation. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very Meredith, much. You know, I, and I've been there. You know what I mean? I, I've, I've had you know my songs like that. But, but like, then once you had your son, you were like, I, 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 there's only one person I, I need to tell what to do. <laughs> right? <laughs> when Lupe needs to have some fucking kids, I'm going I'm to keep going back to it. I, I don't like him. Right. <laughs> now let's keep it pushing. He's not a like you know. He's not a likable person because no, he's, he, he's always finding a way to piss off whoever should yeah, be. His, I once yeah. wrote an essay audience. about like you know like you think about a rapper and it's like sort of like you know there's always that JD Salinger thing where it's like you know you ever when you read a book you always want to you know call up the author and whatever and like Lupe is the opposite of that like you want to smoke a blunt with a rapper Lupe is the last guy you'd ever want to smoke weed with. <laughs> well, see that I feel with rap there's a, there's a few few different types of guys right there's a guy that you want to smoke weed with then you yeah. want then, then there's Red a guy. <laughs> Yeah, then there's a guy who you want to ask, like, you know, questions about life. Like, so Mike is like the type of yeah. guy you would want to ask questions about totally. life with. Chief Keith, you might want to smoke weed with the guy, right? I don't know about that, but yeah, maybe yeah. King Louie. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like, I'm just saying, like, t- the two different guys. Like, yeah. Lupe is like a guy that, like, you like, if you see him in public, you just turn turn around. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, oh, like I don't even want to talk to this nigga. Yeah. Like, I don't. <laughs> I mean, and there's, I mean, yeah, I mean, we shot, you know, Serengeti's music too is, it's cool. I mean, like, your play music. some Getty shit. Yeah, play Getty play some Getty. Uh, so I think we should gotta play Denny. Gotta play Denny. We gotta play Denny. Hey, but Denny's so old. It's so but Denny old. Denny is, but he's that's got the so sh- much newer, better shit. But ah. then go pick up the Kenny Dennis EP or Sal. The Sal drops Sal. Sal drops tomorrow. Yeah, when are we gonna hear this? Last year. But Denny, he. You gotta under. This is where I mean I don't know. I think this song gets. I mean I'm not from Chicago, but I mean yeah. from Chicago. I also know from experience, Serengeti is an unbelievable softball player. Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. He, kill, he kills his little yeah, uh, yeah, league yeah. he's in right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played against him. <laughs> <laughs> this shit, I, I remember hearing this like Grill Jam. Fast A five. Like middle class outside Chicago. Keep your juices in the chops. Yeah. Keep your juices in the brats. Serve them on paper plates, potato salad, and grape pie. Uh, yeah. I think David's from Beverly, right? David's from Beverly, right? Sarah is from Beverly. Now, these Harvey or something. From Harvey? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, there's that. And there's, you know, this kid, Chance the Rapper, right now is kind of getting uh, a lot of attention. And, uh, like, I think. You can hear a little bit of Kendrick in him, and like he, mm. I think, kind of reflects that. We should probably watch one of his videos. He's you heard, like, a, you heard Kales, uh, Kales, yeah, C A L E Z. No, A-L-E-Z. he's he's dope. He's yeah. a young cat from the South Side. Yeah, I, like I mean, doing. that kid Julian Malone. Yeah, he's, he's in. They're he's in crew dope. together. Julian Malone yeah, and Kales, they have crew. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. they're hmm. dope. I mean, there's there's a lot of I mean, like I said, like Face Your Drive really does a good job of to the point of like where it's hard to kind of keep up with it. Shout out to Psalm One too. She be kicking ass. Yeah. Nobody Psalm One, yeah, ah, yeah. Psalm One. She's like, a, she's like the better version of the bread. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, she's not. Wait. She's not really. She's a totally different thing. Yeah. So this yeah. video came out a week ago, right? It's got like 133,000 views. Oh, Chance the rapper. He's like 19 years old. He's like I think he probably already has a deal. Hey, Steve, he doesn't. Hey, Steve, try. Oh, wait, he's in New York now. Notice the Kendrick. <laughs> 
is the Kendrick flow. Seriously. Huh? He's in New York now? Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> yeah, right? He showed the video in New York. Yeah, yeah there you go. That's what I mean. You heard about it in the mini in New York. Even my haters kind of glad I'm on. Rest in peace to my bag up on. Rap a song, singer. Suspended subpoena from Mr. Meaner's dreamer. Hell back asses, Loki still is in. And I still shake a bow squat. Ram for my broke got City on the come up. Shot that nigga so sad. Down my nigga fat trails. Down my nigga Joseph. Playing Buenos Aires while they sleeping Buenos Noches. Wonder if I wrote this. Cause it's so crisp. The boss broke his gold stock broker when I solstice. I could win an Oscar. Russian accent, horse Acid addict, horse kid. Shoot, 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 shoot. That sounds like a musical thing. That's why yeah, that Broadway. Shoot, 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 shoot. I got the juice. I got the juice. God, give me one sentence more. Maybe I just. So, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, that was I, real ne- I never heard him before. It was very Kendricky. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you also got a little, little, little Wayne in my yeah. hair. Like they all got. Little, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's true. true. It's all there's a little, little Wayne. Little Wayne in everybody. everyone. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's like one of those. Pause. <laughs> Hey. All right. Well, every time I sip syrup, it's my little little Wayne talking to me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I've never sip syrup. So early little Wayne, Wayne, not later years little Wayne, where he's <laughs> assaulting people with a skateboard like he was in the Simpsons arcade game. Did Did he do that? <laughs> he assaulted yeah. somebody. Yeah. He got. Yeah. Like I well, like he's that he's angry. He's embraced his skateboarder though. He's beating people up like Bart Simpson with the skateboard. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I wish probably we're at the last thoughts kind of thing. You know. Mike, do you have any kind of about you're from Chicago, obviously? Or Juice! Chicago. Um, you Juice. know, uh, hopefully, with all of this attention that, that uh, is going to the city right now, that we, we, they can get that kind of label situation straight where, you know, somebody can set up a foothold and really promote some of the talent. I mean, like, you know, you got guys like Pugsley Adams, Prob Cause. Like, you know, this cast has been in the underground yeah. for years, years and yeah. years and years. It is so polished just from touring and all of this, you know, it'd be good for. For cats to have a platform, so hopefully that's what comes from all of this attention that the city's getting right now. Juice, what do you think tall? Um, yeah, I just hope that Chicago can somehow create something out of this where they can promote more artists and make Chicago more of a destination for people to want to come and live there. You know, and uh, what do you think about the violence? I mean, like about the, I mean, do you, how do you think the violence is going to contribute to like hip hop or not contribute to hip hop? Or- I, I mean, I don't know. It's first of all, you don't know what's going to happen in terms of the violence the next year. Yeah. Or what's going to happen with gang control? But the other thing is that, you know, who knows? Like, I, I mean, that, I don't think that's going to have too much of an effect on you know rappers in Chicago just because like yeah, Chicago is a huge city. Yeah, people which come I from think everywhere, is the one. You know? thing. What's like, the population there? Well, like, because five hundred deaths is crazy. In the city is over three hundred million people. And then, wait, what? What? That's yeah. three hundred million? Yeah, or wait, sorry, three hundred three million. About, three million. That's, that's like America. That's America. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chicago Excuse has me. more people yeah, yeah. than America. Yeah, there are more people in Chicago than in uh, in France. No, but um, <laughs> project fold up space town. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, there's just over three million people in the city. And then I think it's seven and a half or eight million people in like the metropolitan, the metropolitan. area, which also includes Gary. You know, yeah, you yeah. can't Freddie sure. Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs. Freddie, Freddie yeah, Freddie yeah, Gibbs. Freddie Gary Gibbs. is you know as much Chicago as a lot of places. I don't know. He told me that. Gary. Is, yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is Gary like is like like let's say we're in LA? Is like, it's like Gary Long like Beach. Long Beach? Gary's like yeah. Riverside. Yeah, it's like it's Riverside. Like Riverside. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. For real. <laughs> for real. No, Gary is like Gary's on the border of Chicago. So I mean, you. 
You talk about Michael Jackson, you know, talk about the Jacksons in general. Yeah. You're like, it's all. And they didn't blow up in Chicago. Although, uh, no, they Gibbs. didn't. Nobody <laughs> blows up in Chicago. I mean, Damn. Yeah, I mean, Freddie Gibbs had to move out here. Yeah. You know, yeah. Serengeti moved out here for a minute. Like, I mean, I, I, there are very few people blow up in Chicago. So, yeah. how come that, like, you know, that whole Bay Area tape shit, like, like never caught on there? There was this group called Soldiers at War. You remember them? No, I don't. Man, like, late 90s was like right before I left to go to college like they were making waves everywhere because they were the first rappers who would stand outside like bike off the expressway and sell their CDs to people in cars and they were killing it they had this song called Joe like where I come from we say Joe everybody calls each other Joe like that was, sounds horrible but, it, but you know it was but it, you know it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of you know quality wise a lot yeah. of the same stuff but you know they were they were the first ones to do that and I guess nobody ever really picked up picked it up after that it's I probably mean, too cold to do that it, exactly yeah. you can only do it half the year yeah. you yeah. know yeah. And the bay nobody rolling like... down their window in December for nothing you know <laughs> yeah so now what do you what are you working on right now what can people if they want to get a hold of you or listen to your music, what will you? Uh, just always go to MikeEagle.net. Um, going to tour with this guy, No Can Do, over mm-hmm. here. We're going to do South by Southwest and all points in between here. Yeah. Uh, no I'm Chicago just, stops? Not this time. <laughs> no, nah, we but, should, uh, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we got to, you know, gotta, we got to play in a little bit. But Try we can go do with Getty. Exactly. Yeah. About Utah? Um, www.chicagoreader.com. Yeah. Reader. Right. Yeah. But, uh, so what about you, Jeff? What about you, man? Got a book coming out in May. Yeah! yeah. Tupac and Biggie. Oh, really? Rap's Greatest Opinions, yeah. Hell yeah. got that. And uh, wrote an article for Tablet Magazine about how Action Bronson's my grandfather. Oh, yeah, right. yeah, I saw that. I like yeah. that. And yeah, yeah, no, it's all, you know, all the shit's on the Twitter. TMZ.com, yeah. Jeff's in the background, you know, yeah. <laughs> of all the videos. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you know, world star hip-hop, I'm not, you know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> awkward white yeah. Jew, <laughs> stands in corner of hip-hop show. Yeah. Yeah. He, he shot all of those. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Both of our aliases on rapgenius.com. <laughs> yeah, you can find me on rapgenius.com. Yeah. Our pseudonyms, yeah. yeah. Explaining rap lyrics for no money. <laughs> I get paid minimum wage to explain my rap lyrics <laughs> alright and uh, yeah no can watch, do no, what are you no can, can do, do. Yeah. yeah I'm just keeping it surreal these days Ooh. dropping good freestyle videos on yeah, YouTube I'm yeah. doing that yeah and but Jimmy the Burnout I'm just being yeah I'm probably gonna drop that in May or something you know whenever the fuck whenever. I feel like it I got my own label I can do what the fuck I want <laughs> All right. I got, I'm probably gonna drop that's it that's a secret yeah. alright All right. so uh, this is Shots Fired thank you guys for listening in be good This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolfradio.com The Wolf Dead. <laughs>